In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. You know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake your body, look up like somebody about to play you. Don't worry about them leaders, you can lose up in the day. You know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake, shake, shake your money, make good. Like you were shaking that for some pain. Took your mama nine balls to make good. Might as well shake what your mama gave you. Good in them jeans, I bet you look even better with me in between. I keep my mind on my money, money on my mind. But use a hell of a distraction when you shake your behind. I got your up on my right side, pouring some cups. My whole hood is to my left, and they ain't giving a fuck. So feel free to get loose and get carried away. So by tomorrow, you forgot what you were saying today. But don't forget about this feeling that I'm making you get. And all the calories you burn from me making you sweat. The mile high points you earn when we take in my jet. And how everywhere you turn, I'll be making you wet. Cause you can you know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shake your body, like somebody about to kill you. Don't worry about the leaders, you can lose up in the air. You know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Switch, switch, switch it from right to left and switch it till you're running right out of breath and take a break until you're ready again and. Invite over as many friends as you want to, but I really want you. Just be thankful that Pharrell gave you something to book to. Hey, hey, Luda, I'm at the top of my game. You want my hands from the bottom to the top of your frame. And I just want to take a little ride on your curves and get it right at giving your body just what it deserves. And let me give you some swimming lessons on the penis. Backstroke, breaststroke, stroke of a genius. Yep, call me the Renaissance man. Get up and I stay harder than a center block man. Hey. I'm just a bedroom gangster, and I've been meaning to tell you that I really must thank you when you're shaking money, looking like somebody about to kill you. I see you on my radar, don't you act like you were afraid of you? You know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. Shaking money, looking like somebody about to kill you. Don't worry about the leaders, you can lose up in the air. You know I got it if you wanna come get it, stand next to this money like hey, hey, hey. You got the money maker. Hey, shake your money maker.
your money maker, folks. This is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. I did not have an episode yesterday because I was uh, traveling for what seemed like three years from Clearwater, Florida, all the way back to beautiful uh, Los Angeles, California, which now has a nip in the air. I've come back and we are at the point, the, the, the part of the year I love the most, where I can hide my chubby little body into... Um, uh, bulky clothes. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Is everybody good? I, I, it's taken me a second to, um, get back in the swing of things, but I think I'm back. Yeah. I watched, finally got to watch Salt Lake City and Potomac today. Damn, they were good. Uh, I'm doing my Potomac recap for the Patreon. I got a couple Patreon episodes finally coming out this week. Uh, sorry, baddies. Uh, it, uh, it's been wild and, uh, um, I do want to tell you, oh, by the way, that, that, uh, mashup Ludacris, who, you know, I love Ludacris is just a fun, fun. He's just fun. He's just, how do you not like Ludacris? Um, but Rilo Kylie is the background music on that. That's, uh, their song moneymaker and Rilo Kylie is such an important band to me and they are, they're broken up now. And Jenny Lewis was the lead, is the lead singer of that band. And Blake Sennett is on guitar and they were so good. They are so good. I really highly suggest people go back and check out their albums. If if you haven't th- those albums of theirs, I think they had four in all, and they mean so much to me. Like they are so their uh, their album takeoffs and landings, um, the the execution of all things. I mean, just such amazing songs. Her voice is the voice of an angel. His guitar work is amazing, and um, I cannot say enough good things about the band Rilo Kylie. That's R I L O K I L E Y. But this isn't about music, folks. This is about reality shows. And we had something so amazing happen today, something that made me restore my faith in humanity. And especially after I traveled for 16 hours with an eight hour layover in Phoenix, one hour away from my destination. And imagine that I was was supposed to go see Alanis Morissette do her Jagged Little Pill album. And that got totally crushed because of a layover in uh, in Arizona. But today is a brand new day. And uh, guess what? I saw... A little something called the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion trailer. Folks, if we were worried, this trailer shows that we do not have to be worried any longer. I'm going to play it for you right now. It's three minutes, and of course, it's a visual medium, but we can take certain lines and sound effects from that. But follow along at home. Pull it up on the old YouTube. Go to my go to my Instagram page, which, by the way, I thought, so Erica Jane had posted it on her Instagram and all of a sudden I couldn't find it. So I thought she got ordered to take it down. So it was, so, (laughs) so I recorded it from a phone to a phone. So it had like a shaky handheld quality. Like you used to see in movie theaters when somebody would like, you know, you'd go downtown and they would sell like the new releases and then you'd take it home. And it was like some guy with a camcorder in the back of the theater and it would just be all shaky. That is my version of that. You can see it on my Instagram page. But for some reason I thought like, Oh my God, I have the only copy of this now. And then like completely amazing looking copies turned up three minutes after I posted mine, but whatever it's, it's the effort that counts. But, um, so you can follow along of what the, but I'm just telling you folks top to bottom, this is amazing. I'm going to play it for you right now. We'll talk about it afterwards. And then we have an amazing, amazing guest with us today. Sarah Galley from the podcast, Andy's girls. Uh, we just have the best conversation. Me and Sarah always have amazing Bravo conversations. And I know a lot of you guys, uh, love Sarah already, but a lot of you guys said, I love it when you just talk to other podcasters and stuff. So I think this is going to hit all your buttons because it definitely hit mine. So without 
the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Season 11 reunion trailer. How are you? Hi! You look wonderful. You look wonderful. Get on in here. Everyone's like, oh my God, is she going to go to the reunion? I'm like, yeah. I'm She's going. shown up for everything else. Why wouldn't she? Quitter. Last night, I had a dream that we were at the reunion. Don't you say that to me. I Don't can say anything I want you go. to say. So can I. So can all of us. There's going to be some shots taken and some shots fired. The moment you call me a liar, it's game on. You don't Let know that. Let me finish, Garcelle! Why don't you come to me and say, Rita, what are you doing? And guess what? There's going to be some winners and there's going to be some losers. Well, that's life, baby. Where's your anger towards him? Am I angry now enough for you? Remember when you called me and you said these girls have flipped on you? Well, that'll come up at the reunion. <laughs> Get ready. It's a four-part Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. Do you stand by your assertion that the letter <laughs> They weren't pants? my favorite. I am long-winded. I just want to say this, Andy, and, and this is really important. Am I boring you? <laughs> we are joined by the one and only Kathy Hilton. I have a few notes in case because I want to do address a few things. Bring it, Kathy. Bring it, bitch. All these things I don't feel great about. I did them. It happened. Each and every one of them haunts me. You really experienced threats and hate speech. It's hundreds a day. First, I say too much, and then I don't say enough. What you just threw down shows exactly who you are. You and your husband, and you and your husband were laughing at my up life. I can't control what comes out of their mouth. And you know what? I can't control what Tom Girardi did. The way that you spoke to me is not okay. You were being a bitchy We're gonna put you on a skewer, and I'm gonna fire up the barbecue. Why didn't you leave Tom sooner? Where was I going? I know what you make on this show. Hold on. Did you feel you were held captive? He's having multiple affairs, yet, as we know, he put $20 million no. and more into your account. <sighs> Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? Can someone please back me the f up on what I'm saying? You were manipulating the narrative by saying that the cognitive decline started three years ago. That's not true. Again, here you are, looking at me, rolling your eyes. It lands differently when there are air crash victims. Have you asked him if he did it? I asked him, why am I, why? My God, folks, I am emotionally hard right now. That was um, I goose pimples everywhere on my body. That last music was like, dong, dong. And you can't see it, but obviously what's happening is that they are forming into one robot. They're like, dong, dong, and then they're fighting. I mean, it sounds like a superhero movie. My God. So let me take you through this really quick. And of course, with Sarah uh, Galley, I get into this as well. But there is so much to cover here. And remember, folks. Friday, we're doing a season finale of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. All of our favorites will be there. <laughs> Lisha Rinna, uh, something I say, I say, she'll be there. 
Great Patreon! Boop, 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 boop. All of our friends will be there to say farewell, but that's not true because we have four more episodes of the reunion after that, and I'll be recapping that as well on Fridays, I'm sure. Um, but what a season it was. So this this trailer, you guys, it starts off and it, uh, you know, it's like, ding, ding, ding. so we see Rinna pulling up outside of Erica Jane's house, which I'm all like, oh, no. And then immediately I was bracing myself. I had I, I grabbed on to something as I was watching because I knew once Rinna, the, I knew anytime Rinna goes somewhere and the door opens, you hear, <laughs> So it was like that bullshit, like, you look good. And by the way, did anybody see Erica Jane's spray tan? It almost, it almost looked offensive. It almost, I was like, girl, what are you doing? How dark are you going? It was, and you see her hands and they're like ghostly white. And then it looked like she's slathered really dark pancake makeup on. And I talk about this with Sarah in there that I'm like getting paranoid that she's trying to make herself look bad to make us pity, but I, I'm just getting too paranoid. So anyways, they're like, uh, when I was like, guess your year is going to be crazy. And, uh, Erica's like, there's going to be some shots fired and some shots taken. And they're sipping champagne. And it's like, these little people think they are the, the driving force of this narrative. And I'm like, think again, you are the bad guys, Lisa Rinna, Erica Jane, you are what we call the bad guy so anyways the shots fired shots taken and then we see some clips of like how dare you no how dare you we see the reunion set up and um so we get into the that everybody like we find out from crystal that she got hundreds of hate messages each day and we see her crying about that uh we see uh lisa renna bullshitting going i feel bad about everything i did <laughs> so obviously she's being impressed about denise and all of that crap and the thing that i i think we see a pattern forming if nobody's noticed is that lisa renna doesn't ever really have a plot line. It's just that she is somebody else's worst enemy on the show is that she makes life difficult for one to two cast members each season. And she switches it up last season. It was Denise. And by the way, uh, you know, I'll talk about this on the, but I, I watched some old episodes of Beverly Hills from last season on the plane yesterday. Cause Southwest has like free Bravo or whatever. And I just, it, it just shocked me at how horrible Lisa Rinna was to Denise. I was reminded, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I must be going a little crazy. No, she was such a hard ass. Oh, just creepy, creepy chilling. So anyways, we get introduced to Kathy Hilton. And Kathy, of course, brings all of these scribbles uh, on, like, this kind of crumpled up paper, which is very Kathy. Uh, Dorit at one point starts talking and Andy yawns. And she's like, am I boring you, Andy? Boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. And um, what I did think would be like, it, wouldn't it get chills if it was like all of a sudden like the men, the, we didn't see the house husbands, but it would be great if Tom Girardi showed up and he just like stumbles in and he actually rolls five times like his car. Um, but then there was a huge section of this that you heard where Andy really does press Erica and ask some really tough questions and actually seems to catch her up on one. Now, of course, hats go off to the editors because amazing editing job. Who knows if any of this is half as dramatic, but it seems like it is. It seems like this is really, really in a, what looks to be amazing. And even from top to bottom, just how they put this trailer together, it gives me a lot of faith in what we are about to see. And I, I'm just very excited about this. Um, but 
Erica telling Andy you're sitting there with this smile on your face, you know, you're sitting there with like rolling your eyes at me, like all of that stuff is great. And of course, Andy's line of Erica, I know how much money you make. And obviously that's in relation to her, like, because he presses her on, well, why didn't you leave before? And then this isn't in this trailer, but they showed a little piece of it in during the Housewives episode tonight. And we get a question saying, well, did you ever cheat on him, Erica? Which is a very good question to ask. Um, I think she'll say no, even if she did or not. I think she'll still say no. But that's a great question. So it really restored my faith in Andy. And he even says, hey, I'm going to put your, you know, we're going to put put you in the grill and just fire you up right now and really takes her to task. But uh, it looked just Top to bottom, amazing. And of course, we'll break down every moment here on So Bad It's Good. Uh, but I wanted to just give you a little taste. And we'll probably talk about a couple more of these moments on tomorrow's episode as we break down the season finale. And I'm raring to go. I will say this, though. I saw a lot of people's reactions online already saying that was a really boring season finale. And I disagree, man. I am so locked into this that I found it fascinating. Even the little minutia moments between these ladies I find fascinating. I'm really locked into this season. So I didn't find it boring. But what I will say, if you did find it boring, you will not find my podcast on Friday boring. So tell your friends, tell your loved ones. Friday is where it's at. Come, come, come. Uh, listen, you know, just gather around the hearth, uh, light a fire, uh, gather the family and maybe just, you know, instead of church, listen to so bad, it's good. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap on Friday. Uh, today, let's just get right to it. There is so much to talk about, but we're going to get right into the interview. Sarah Galley from the podcast, Andy's Girls. She is doing her first live show, which I talk about in the intro, but it really is important to go out and support these. Uh, Sarah is great. Uh, but like I say at the, the very end of this as well is, you know, when we support, we're a very small community of, I think, like-minded Bravo people that are trying to do some different things with uh, this network that we love and these shows that we love. And you got to support that when when we try something new so we can continue to try things new. Because if this works out for Sarah, hopefully I can do some live shows down the line. And that's always, you know, been a dream of mine as well. So we want to make sure these things succeed so we can see other really cool things from other cool people. But um. Without further ado, and I want to say we talk a lot about Beverly Hills. We talk a lot about it. Not the season finale, but the season as a whole. A lot about Erica Jane. But then we get to get into some fun stuff with Potomac and Salt Lake City, which I have not been able to talk about. We talk about Candace. We talk about Jen Shaw. We talk about Lisa Barlow. You know, so this was just a really, really fun conversation. It was one of those that went by way too quick. And I'm going to be on Andy's Girls, I think, this weekend. Uh, so it'll be kind of like part two of the conversation. So make sure you check that out as well. Thank you guys for all of your support. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll hear me on Friday and I have a busy next couple of days cause I got a lot of people I'm interviewing and I'm really excited to share all those with you. So thank you guys for all of your support and well wishes and, oh God. And, and, um, we, we hit 40,000 on Instagram on followers. That's insanely amazing. Uh, special shout out goes to Maritza Lopez who has made so many beautiful graphics, uh, for this. And I, uh, just such an invaluable member of this team, but uh, I was really, really happy. I, I know that doesn't really mean a lot in the long run of anything, you know, 40,000, but I just never thought. So if you're one of those people, that's really cool. Thank you so much. And uh, without further ado, Sarah Galley. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Thursday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Today, uh, we have somebody that I do not have to put in any effort. It's going to be all her, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, But we have so much to talk about because we really have been blessed with a really amazing Bravo week. Um, I mean, honestly, we are firing on all cylinders from Potomac to Salt Lake to the end of Beverly Hills. Uh, Vanderpump Rules is back, but also my guest uh, is firing on all cylinders as well because I need you guys to know especially if you're in the New York area, that we are going to be having the first live show of Andy's Girls, the hit podcast with Sarah Galley. It's going to be Sunday, October 17th. Uh, it's at Club Coming, C-U-M-M-I-N-G, 7 p.m. doors, open at 6.30, $20 advance, 25 at the door, proof of vaccination required. She's doing it the right way, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, from the podcast, Andy's Girls, Sarah Galley. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Oh, my God. I could leave. Job com- mission accomplished. What an I- intro. I mean, do you feel I heard Broadway was back, but now I know it's back when I hear that you're doing a live show. This is your first live show after you've been doing this podcast for how long? 736 years. 736. You do not look above 300. Wow. So young. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's how Uh, we roll here in New York when we drink. You you look like Erica Jane with the glam squad at all times. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a difference. Can I please tell you? (laughs) Holy. That was like the mo- that was the big learning lesson coming from that um, exciting, iconic, historic trailer. But thank you for the shout out for the live show. Yeah, it's a really big fucking deal uh to do a live show have you done a live show i've never no, done a live I mean, show for the i've pod. done live i've done right. live improv shows that i right, had to right. beg like your three friends to come at 10 30 <laughs> at night to watch like can i get a new location like but i would never i would be so nervous i would be so nervous mm. that no one would show up i would be so nervous are you well. are any of these no no but that's what we're gonna make sure is that everybody <laughs> shows up we're going to make sure that everybody shows up and uh but they know if they show up, they're going to get a quality product, laughs. Uh, who You have your special guest, Damian Bellino, who yes. you podcast with all the time, who mm-hmm. is amazing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but what made you finally decide to do this? I have wanted to do it for a while. I actually, so I just recorded episode 255 for Andy's Girls. And around, around like one. 60, I want to say, I started thinking about doing a live show, which I really thought I would do for the 200th episode. And then obviously, you know, you make plans and COVID laughs. So COVID happened and that became, um, you know, very much TBD. And, uh, you know, New York City is taking mandates very seriously. So it's um, they have a mandate of any indoor yada yada. And it's a small space. And so, you know, it's vax proof required, um, masks encouraged, all of that good stuff. But um, it's something that I felt like, you know, I yeah. think this is like the right time to do it. I've been to a, um, a show at Club coming recently and felt incredibly safe with their protocol and also really inspired to see anything live and to see people. No, it is. It is. It, it really is. And I got to tell you, podcast audiences I feel are really mm. the best because, you know, you know, you, you, you deal with, we talk with these people. There are so many kind, caring people that get, 
the material on such a different level than even what you bring to it. But it is so cool to see them even appreciate. I know you have hardcore fans. I know. I, I mean, like it just really is cool that you're going to be able to do this. And hopefully if this goes well, you can do this at more places. Cause if you go to LA, I better, I better at least be able to like check the vaccination cards or run the merch table or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, you just missed me. I was there for a couple days. Yes, wait, you, by the way, you found you guys, out and fled wait, wait. to Florida. By the way, you were by like, the way, wow, okay, I, I got to go. To the most, I fled to the most unsafe place <laughs> in the country. No, get it. So Sarah uh, texts me and says, hey, I, I have a group of people coming and uh, not club coming, but coming to like, I'm coming mm. to L.A. and we're all going to meet up. And I, of course, I was in Florida with my parents and I'm just looking at them and going like, I'm just I'm an older man with his parents on vacation now. And <laughs> I, could be, I could be in the other cool place of like with a yes. bunch of Bravo heads. Yes. But, but by the way, what was your L.A. trip like? Because. If I'm not mistaken, you met because uh, you did an interview with Crystal Minkoff, which was amazing. And she actually really opened about her eating uh, just, like I mean, really a great interview. Mm-hmm. What was it like to meet her in person? I mean, like uh, here in L.A.? It was great. I mean, I interviewed her when she was in, in town. Yeah, exactly. For Watch What Happens. So we were able to have a really vulnerable, connected, connective conversation during that time. And this time we were like, let's fucking go to drinks. And so you drank with Crystal. Ma- I oh, had, my God. Not only did I drink with Crystal, but I had the Crystal cocktail, which I think is iconic. But she did this recipe because I'm on the fucking wellness bullshit because of some medical stuff. Um, and so she a lot a lot of the recipes that she does on Instagram are all, yeah. you know, they're so great for people with a variety of different um, dietary restrictions or interests, whatever. So she does this like crystal margarita where it's like just the booze. And then I want to say seltzer, I forget. And then no sweetener. And then I love fuck- that you're like, I forgot. I started oh, drinking I had it. A forgot what it was. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. No. And so, and a, and a plate, a plate of sliced limes and oranges. And then you fucking squeeze it. So it's like carcass in. Uh, you know, I don't know how Dory would wait, feel wait, about it. Wait, wait. Did you go to her place? No. I I wanted to go um, at the bougiest. I said I, I want to be in the, the polo the, lounge. The bougiest possible location so she sent a couple ideas and I sent ideas and then she was like Soho House and I said 1000 Oh did you take a very because you, you can't usually bring your cell phones into so I mean you're not supposed to have them out and about yeah you can have your phone I don't know about the phone out and about but I do know that there are no pictures allowed and, but mm. I did sneak a photo of my um, crystal cocktail because I was like this is hilarious and the second I drank it I was like oh this is going to do its job and I went to a <laughs> Mozart concert at the Hollywood Bowl after absolutely are you sure face. you went to a Mozart I'm not concert? I'm like, not yeah, I'm yeah. not sure what happened after that but it was great wait did you go to a Mozart concert with Crystal Minkoff no although I had okay. like gotten her thoughts on it because I've never seen a show at the Hollywood Bowl and I don't know anything about classical music I was like oh I remember that from a commercial it was very much like just to be there to get the vibe of the Hollywood Bowl and then it was just like and you were you disappointed dinners. when you found out Mozart wasn't there we were like, this he? guy didn't even this guy didn't even show up tonight. Well, I asked for a photo with someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had long flowing white hair. I don't know who that was. Loved show. it. Well, who did I wake up with? That's crazy. Yeah, check also, that I off do- the list. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Speaking of that, I did get a text from Sarah because it's very late at night in New York for Sarah. <laughs> she texted me uh, that she was, you know, hey, I'm going to be uh, late. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then so she good? goes, then she goes, what a fabulous night, Ryan. And, <laughs> and I go, wait, what? Like, and I got scared that we already did the interview. And then uh, it turns out she goes, oh, no, wrong, Ryan. <laughs> Who is the other Ryan you're having fabulous nights with on the town? I went back to Soho. I've never been to Soho, which is like, guys, the bougiest place you would ever go into in my trip. I fucking love it, mostly because I don't have to pay for the like price of admission to go. But yeah. I went with a friend, Ryan Houlihan, who just guested on the oh, most okay. recent Andy's yeah, Girls. Yeah, yeah. And he is a member of this private club. So we went and I was meeting him for drinks and four and a half hours later, he was like giving me a tour. It was phenomenal. But then I texted him. So like you, there was Ryan and then Ryan. So I texted what I thought was Ryan Houlihan being like, such a fabulous night. Walking and you the texted Ryan Houlihan. I'll be there Ryan. when I'm there. <laughs> I know. I'll, we'll start when I'm ready. <laughs> a fucking man. So anyway, you missed a great tri- you missed a great trip in LA. I didn't I see been any too of the nervous. Bravo sites, I but I would have been too nervous to meet Crystal. I think I don't think I can. I don't think I can meet any of the Bravo celebrities. Like I just don't think that's like going to be ever be my like. I don't think. I get. I, I think I would be too nervous. You know, um, my thing is, I it's not necessarily nerves, but I don't know that I'm interested in socializing with people. I think the difference with Crystal is, I genuinely the second that she appeared on screen, I felt like I understood her because we have shared experiences with body dysmorphia and disordered eating. And I was like, I get this person. And we had a really connective recording session. And she also listens to Andy's girls. So, you know, she'll have feedback for me on the pod and I'll have feedback for her <laughs> on the show. And holy and so shit, she listens. I yeah, that I was hope a crazy ever li- thing. Oh my god! Oh no, I, I don't pray, want anybody. I no, I don't want anybody no to listen. I don't want anybody to listen. She reached out and was like, "I'm a fan," and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I oh, thought she, I thought god. she had me confused with somebody else, but yeah. Ugh. But that's helpful because Andy's Girls is a different kind of show. It's a, it's diving deep and talking about psychology and the behavior behind um, what we're watching on screen and how our own experiences shape our perception and our lens of what's going on and. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't recommend that any housewife or Bravo celebrity listen to Bravo podcasts, but I certainly appreciated that she knew, had an understanding of what the show was before she guessed it. And we talk about the psychology behind gas and, yes. uh, you know, far toots and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, Mary Cosby, what a poot, like a pooter. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, you saw that episode where Mary pooted two episodes ago. And, and whatever. It is. It is. Isn't it weird, though, that we celebrate the behavior? Speaking of behavior, we celebrate the behavior of these people that are like, most likely Mary has done some real wrong in her life. Yet I will watch her on screen and it's like, I'm like, wow, it's. 
magic. Like her talking to her silverware and her plates and stuff like that. I'm like, that's amazing. I mean, she is an iconic housewife. And when she comes on screen, because there's no way to guess her behavior or reasoning for literally anything. And also because often she's really pretty good with responses and conversation with Meredith and like asking smart questions about Jen. So there's no way to really follow the path. But for whatever reason, there are these huge moments that Bravo doesn't include in episodes that they have been giving us as deleted scenes, not even secrets to reveal, but deleted <laughs> scenes like with um, Sutton saying she offered Erica a loan er- on it, Beverly It gives Hills. context. It gives context. It gives context. And in Salt Lake City, there was this fucking scene of her showing up at Whitney's oh my house God. and being Tell like, del- yes. what did you- you're going to do a better job? But she was like to Whitney and her Kids or minor children. She's like, yeah, a congregant, you know, died yesterday. Or no, 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 a congregant. No, no, she goes a congregant. Yeah, you tell. Yeah, I'm spoiling. She's like like a congregant. It was like uh, snowing and all that, and she got into a really bad accident on a bridge, and and the kids are like, yeah, thirty feet, and they're like, is she all right? And Mary goes, no, she's dead. And it was just like the silence and the kids looking at each other and Whitney looking at, you know, it was just wild. I mean, there is this small ginger child being like, um, why did you have to bring ginger into this? You know, because, you know, he's more sensitive. You know, he's more sensitive. There's a special, special daughter. And she's like, did, did she die? Waiting for someone to be like, because of course I am, I am a minor child. You're not going to tell me this unless there's some sort of something that's not going to give me nightmares. And Mary's like, no, she died. And then starts dancing and gesticulating a second later and is like, I'm so happy I'm here. I have so much whiplash <laughs> from watching it and I cannot stop watching it. It's She's intoxicating. Well, that's, if you were an actor, you would you would have to be Meryl Streep to be able to pull that off with the ups and downs of the reversals and emotion. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can tell she's a real person because there's not a false moment in that. But at the same time, there you know, none of us could ever attempt to do like there are just certain people. I was talking about this in terms of reality shows is that we were on Vanderpump Rules uh, on the first episode. We saw Sheena's uh, she has like new nude pregnancy photos with her and Brock. Mm. And I was like and I was like thinking about Dorit's photo of herself and her. And it's like mm-hmm. if you're the type of person that has. Uh, or even thought like a big print of yourself in a in a way, you're made for a reality show. You're made. For, oh, do you have one? No, I mean, I okay. just, I remember I was on like a double date with a couple and I went back to their apartment and it was around Christmas time and they had Christmas ornaments, which were their wedding photos, like on the tree. And I remember thinking like, and I'm Jewish, so like I can truly go fuck myself. But I remember thinking why do you have and they in their apartment was sur- everything it was a shrine to their wedding which had happened at some point in the in the past i don't even know if it was recent past but i'm like looking at their tree being like why would you want christmas ornaments that are from your wedding is that not i can't we don't have a i don't have a comparison don't. we don't hang anything on a menorah aside from our hopes and dreams like <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to like is it, it is a little there are it, i think you should display moments but i don't know it, you can go too far well, this also, if I woke up and I saw a big image of myself, I would literally be like, oh, it'd be like a constant state of the Mondays. Like, I don't want to wake up to like a, a huge like the, the ego involved in that, which is amazing. And I'm 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 envious of it in some ways. But it, to me, it's the same kind of ego that makes you talk about somebody falling from a 30 foot bridge and dying and then going, oh, yeah, 
oh, fruit is good. Like, you know, like, the, I, I love life. It's just bizarre behavior that is amazing to watch on reality shows. I completely agree. And I also would just say alternatively, friend of friend of Beverly Hills, Paris Hilton has an iconic house that's known because she has photos of her plastered literally everywhere. But it's a win when it's Paris. It's just we're not all Paris Hilton. Yes, exactly. It depends on the person. Just some of us. Paris Hilton, I used to watch, uh, I used to be on Snapchat, like this is like seven Mm -hmm. years ago or six years ago. And uh, and you would just watch Paris Hilton because her doghouse was better than any place I'd ever lived Mm -hmm. in. Like, I was like, I wouldn't even squat in Paris's house. I'd go straight to the dog house. Like, why does the dog need cable? Why does a dog need, like, better TV than I have? Like, that's wild. It is a sign of just how important and impactful and fucking beautiful this season of Beverly Hills is that we know seemingly everything there is to... I remember when Nikki Hilton eloped in Vegas and it was a big goddamn deal. Yeah. We know everything there is to know about Paris and Nikki and yet... The kookiness of Kathy, for I would say the vast majority of us, is a stunning and surprise revelation. I mean, that just goes to show you. See, then it gives validation and foundation to Paris and Nikki. Like, Mm -hmm. it's that missing piece. And if you would just watch the YouTube Paris Hilton documentary, This is Paris. If you would just watch that, you would have a very, maybe uh, a little bit more of a brutal uh, opinion of Kathy, even though I, you know, in in thinking more about it, like, she did have to do something. Mm -hmm. She, you know, but... To have to watch Kathy, it makes things all make sense to watch all of it, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I got into this with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, with Ryan on the. Oh, with your boyfriend, <laughs> Ryan. Oh, yes. Soho House, Ryan Hulehan, everybody. I share Ryan with. Oh, he has a membership to Soho Ryan House. Husband. Um, I, I, have a, I have a credit card at Old Navy. Does that do anything for. Love it. For, into it. Yeah. I'll see you there yeah, tomorrow yeah, at six. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I got into this with Ryan in the sense of how much of Kathy finally appearing on Beverly Hills in the way that she is with the amount of time that she's spending over, you know, being a a very occasional rare cameo, how much of that is related to any kind of PR recovery following Paris's doc series, which I watched and thought was incredible and incredibly impactful. And he had a different perspective. Uh, they had a different perspective, rather, excuse me, than I did, which was I felt like it had nothing to do with anything. I didn't think that Kathy needed a PR judge, but Ryan had a difference of opinion. I'm curious about yours. Well, you know, that's a, it's such a, a this is an interesting conversation and it kind of ties in with Erica in a way, too. And especially with the trailer that we saw for the four part reunion is that. I think these housewives and these shows have broken our brains in a little bit of a way. And so we almost (laughs) can, well, we almost start thinking that everything has this hidden meaning, this hidden agenda. And especially if you watch Erica Jane's storyline, which hats off season finale was tonight. And I will be on Andy's girls talking about this show. So you guys have to go listen to that episode as well. Consider that part two of this conversation, Mm. uh, because I am ready to go off (laughs) on that and this season. But what I will say is that it makes me, like, even watching that trailer, we mm-hmm. saw Erica. She was done up. But then if you look at still frames that people have been posting, doesn't look like she got all the Botox or filler that she had. People were comparing. And in my head, my first thought was, she did that on purpose. Look at her. She did that to try to make it so that we think she doesn't have. Like, my head went three steps down mm-hmm. into conspiracy zone. Yeah, but I the got same it. Thing, 
The same thing with Kathy Hilton of like, mm-hmm. okay, so is Kathy this ditz that like says funny, weird things and brings to reunion like scribbled on papers of like, I have notes, Andy, like uh, that we see, or is she this master manipulator that is thinking 10 steps ahead of all of us? And I just don't think that's her. I think it's somewhere maybe more in between, but I honestly think when you're that rich, you don't give an F what we like. Amen. Kathy didn't F and think like, oh, I'm so what Ryan and in, in his, his shitty little apartment thinks of me. You know, like she's not thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? And I met Ryan Houlihan on that. Not me. I have a house. <laughs> OK. Um, yeah, I think that I think the question around intention is always so interesting because we'll never truly know. I mean, speaking of intention not to slide on over to Erica Jane but the question that everyone is asking on uh of each other in the Bravo community the question that can never be truthfully answered or rather the question that we'll never know the truth of there's no way for us to ever know is did Erica know did Erica know about Tom's crimes and it's interesting to watch. I know. Trend. Yeah, she did. I mean, there I'll we tell go. you right now. Like, no I, need yeah, for no. four parts. We could yeah, do a third yeah. of one and call it a what day. If, by the way, what if I bum everybody out in the first part and like it starts and then I just like I break in like the Joker and I'm like, hi, everybody. <laughs> let me ruin it all. She does know that actually they're saving for the secrets revealed. Mm. The secrets revealed is Erica just going. Yeah, I did know. Secrets. I totally I mean, did know. Literally yeah. it. It's literally Erica revealing secrets. No, I think you should do a pop-up video version of the Beverly Hills reunion. I'd love to see it where it's like a little bubble, like that little VH1 moment <laughs> where you just pop up fun, and you're like, I don't fact. think so. Yeah, I'd fun love to fact, see it. Er- Erica does have $33 million in a hidden account. And I am swimming in that money in this little bubble in the bottom corner of your screen. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I mean, I... I Here's a question that I have for you. This is the fun of talking with a podcaster because I'm yeah. like, can I ask you like eight things yeah. um, while I've got you on the horn? Uh, if you had the opportunity to ask a single question at the reunion of anyone, one question, what would you ask? It's an impossible I th- question. I think it would be to Rinna and I'd be like, what's so fucking funny all the time? Oh, what shit. are you laughing at? What are you la- like? Tell me what is so funny. You don't even listen for anybody to finish their thought before you go. <laughs> you just laugh like she just reacts. You can tell she's a soap opera actor and not mm. an, um, because she reacts. She she's like an improviser that is always yes. anding you on top, like even before you finish, mm-hmm. she's yes. anding and going to the next thing and the next thing. And it's like, you don't girl, you're not even listening at this point. You're just reading lips and like, and you're just, I don't know. But the real question I think would obviously be to Erica is that in the end, do you regret not marrying for intense love? Assuming that she did not feel intense love. I, yeah, I, well, my, my whole thing with her and the, the more I think about it is that I think the thing that's hard to feel sympathy for somebody in this situation is that she made a decision and it, she gambled like we all gamble in certain situations in our life. She gambled on somebody taking care of her for the rest of her life in such an amazing way and helping her achieve her dreams, which now she was able to get to that point or she almost got to that point. But, you know, we don't feel sympathy for it because to us, it was like this. Now she's trying to like kind of dispose of the marriage. He cheated. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. But we all know at the end of the day, this is somebody with 30 years old, like 30 years her senior. Mm -hmm. She kind of at the beginning, like she didn't have her son. Like she did this 
she did this with a goal in mind and it wasn't intense love. I, I mean, that's the thing that I don't really feel bad for her about. I don't, I have a lot of um, apathy regarding the house of cards and, and what we know about the stolen money and how it was used. But I also, as someone who's never been married, think isn't, uh, this is a very simplified version. This is like the Disney-fied, simplified response. Isn't, when when you get married, isn't it always a gamble? And and, and intense love could um, be built on, when it comes to your love okay. language, it could be built on trust. It could be built on foundation. It could be built on security. She might feel, it, she might have seen a walking dollar sign or she might have seen someone who could genuinely take care of her and provide her with security. I think she grew to love him in a very intense way because he did provide her with like huge security and baubles and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But I always think of this of any of their relationships, save Kyle and Mauricio, is that, you know, these relate. it's not like relationships like that we have the potential to have is that are they really sitting, you know, would Tom and Erica five years ago be laying around like binging Squid Game? And he's like, yeah, let's do another one. You know, like would, you know, those things of just like binging a show together or being in sweats or being like, it's not the relationships that we're used to or like the actual building of something of trying to like build something together when a lot of uh, relationships are like that, I think. I mean, it's just a very distorted power structure, but it's not abnormal. The The amount of money being discussed and obviously the knowledge that this is a huge, horrifying criminal enterprise changes the ways that we view maybe even her intentions when we know the end result. But I think that there are many people who would have done the same just in the sense, not including what we now know about the cost of marrying Tom Girardi in every way or the cost of of staying married to him or or whatever, however you look at it. But isn't there a way to look at this as like, is it really that surprising because he has the power, the money, the wealth, the esteem, the national name recognition, and she's a beautiful woman and um, I'm sure was very charming and interesting and was able to maneuver and contort herself into the role that he sort of granted for her, which is a choice she made, a very difficult one, I would assume, over a course of two decades. He doesn't like to hear his wife speak. Especially yeah, and by the recorded. way, we saw her in the first decade, and it was very different than the second decade, you know? Yeah, and I think a lot of that had to do with the choice of, of coming onto the show, which I'm sure reset the expectations of their marriage. But obviously, they had some sort of arrangement. But that being said, it doesn't mean that she wasn't head over heels in love with him. It just means that her valuation of how she looked at love and how she looked at the commitment of marriage is maybe different than the choice that you would make and the choice that I would make. I mean, I will, I live on the Upper East Side. I always say the poor section. So people who live in New York know it's not like this is not this is Ramona doesn't even live on Park, but it's not like the Park Avenue iteration. And it's like the saddest, most depressing game of walking down the street and being like, you know, um, uh, granddaughter or girlfriend you know it's like you don't there are so many of these kinds of relationships and well, like it's, I mean, it's fucked but, but it's not but, it's not necessarily abnormal in the sense that Sarah, it's not but Sarah, rare i mean have you ever personalized it even with you of like at what point would you even be able if somebody said hey 
I don't want you to live in that. I want you to live in the richest section of Upper East Side. I will take care of you. I will make sure you go on a podcasting tour. Mm-hmm. I will close. I will do. I mean, like all. Oh, and like I'm 30 years older than you, but I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think you're hot. All I of mean, this stuff. Where a would? <laughs> where would? Where do I, mean, I obviously sign? see he sees something. He sees talent. Mean, yeah. He sees, what he sees we all talent. See. He sees I talent. Mean, he's got eyes. Good for His him. His name's Andy Cohen and he <laughs> I no, love it. No, perfect. Perfect wh- for me. No, I mean, where do you do you have a thing on like where's your line of what you would be able to do and go with in terms of your own um moralistic standards and what you're trying to do with your life? And hey, if somebody's gonna help you do what you want to do in your life, I mean that does kind of endear you to somebody. I mean, I'm a native uh, Rhode Islander. I'm, I'm a native New Englander, and I, I don't know why that matters, but it, it does no, to like, me. Is it this does uh, my identity Baldwin, are you about to say something? I mean, like, 100%. Yeah, like, but I, I just feel I, I, I feel uncomfortable around the idea of people, more power to you if you have it, but like I, I would figure out a way to make light of someone who was performing enormous wealth. I mean, I have dated people who are significantly older than me or or would be considered significantly older, not over 20 years, but close to that. And, um, you know, their level of emotional immaturity was right in line with mine. So we were like right <laughs> on the same level. But um, so when it comes to like an age difference, you know, 35 years or however it is, is very different according to the stage of life that you're in. And I don't, I think the stage of life that she was in when she married him is a very different experience to being married to someone in their like mid 80s or or early 80s or late 70s or whatever it is when she's 35 years younger, also now on a reality TV show and finding stardom in her own right and dealing with that. Like, I don't know that I would have made the concessions that she did, but I don't know how much of that is related to the power imbalance and how much of that is related to just Tom's personality. I don't think I would respond well uh, and I wouldn't be able to control myself if someone spoke to me in the manner that he spoke to her, especially when I knew it was being filmed. I don't, I think that I'm speaking now, Erica, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. And he did it multiple times. And, and it's not like to say, that Erica is the victim in this. The whole point of the frustration that a lot of people feel is that the real victims are sort of made a joke of by her enormously disgusting social media and, you know, just ongoing narrative that this is a giant LOL. But I do think that there are ways that she made the choice to position herself into as small a piece as humanly possible um, for at least a long period of time in her marriage to him that I just, I wouldn't be able to do it. I just, if it, it could be considered a skill set. It's just one that I just don't think, I don't think I could make myself into that mold, which isn't a judgment. It's just the well, reality. No, no, but I, if you look at the progression too of, of Erica, if the, the origin story of working at Shakers, of, yeah. of having men throw money at you yeah. or having to, to flirt or do whatever, or, you know, like be flirty or tough and t- you know, like, but then to do that, maybe that gives you a little bit more breathing room to accept somebody like Tom, who I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, he, she was a, what, what the hostess at her, 
at the at the restaurant that he used yeah, to frequent as a lawyer, and that's him. where they yep. met. Like, hey, this isn't Shakers. This is a step up, but I'm still playing to a man that I'm letting flirt with me. But it's a very different scenario in terms of class. And this is why I'm very confused by Erica. And also there are points where I'm enraged by her behavior. But it's very confusing to me. And it's a question that it looks like based off the the trailer that Crystal asks that Erica shockingly doesn't respond to well. But I would think after the narrative that she has presented, a shifting one, um, a seemingly consequential one, but one that has changed and ebbed and flows in ways that seem odd, um, that based on the pressure and discomfort she felt in her marriage, plus the fact that she has discovered her husband is like a diabolical criminal for a period of time that is way outstanding what she herself has presented it is very odd to me I don't even care that he was like stooping other people I think that's almost the least of it and that is where you could have some sort of arrangement or whatever or looking the other way I don't understand why she is not displaying any anger or rage while presenting as someone in full capacity of showing it and You could argue that she's like getting very angry at Sutton because it's easier to do that than at Tom. But I don't think she's mad at Tom. It it I don't even know. No, in fact, in the last episode, in in fact, the last episode, she was like, or two episodes, she's like, he's done so much for so many people. They could help him. And I'm like, wild. She's then placing like, why isn't his family there? He's helped so many people. That to me is defense, and that's why one of the the most fascinating parts of the trailer that we saw was. Andy going, did you ask him, did you do this? Mm. And she goes, uh, I asked. And then she was like, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm not supposed to admit that I was, I talked to him. Like, for because that's that. Because remember, if she didn't know when she left, then she would have had to ask him after she had left. And she's not supposed to be talking to him. I and mean, that's she, why I think that moment was like a real trip up moment. That's why everybody was like, oh, and then they did reaction shots of everybody, you know. I think she could have she could have answered in a way that was maybe not necessarily related to the timing after she left, but maybe related to any of the times that she was subpoenaed where she may have been asking him, why am I a part of this suit and trying to figure out. And doesn't mean she's not lying. Doesn't mean she's not scrambling for a response. But there's a way for her to answer that can still be awkward and tense. It's unrelated to talking to him post split but it's it's like I don't (laughs) there's so many aspects of this that from the most humane the the thing that we love about housewives is how disconnected they are from reality our our able our ability to like Talk oh, by the way, we're almost. we're sitting here humanizing them. Isn't that funny? Like you're I mean, podcasting us. We're sitting here going over all of these yeah. motivations. We're making it Shakespearean in our head. We're we're talking about Kathy Hilton. Is she a ditz? Is she a master manipulator? We're doing more. That's why I always think like sometimes with even Vanderpump Rules coming back, I'm like, I hope the producers thought about this as much as we have because you have to compete with us now. You know? Yeah. I mean, regardless, there's a lot of value in it because I think any exploration of human behavior behavior, even if it's built on some kind of like archetype, is really interesting. And it involves a kind of empathy or lens or perspective that opens each other up, you know, just to ourselves or to other people, whomever it is. It is that connective thread in the Bravo community that sets Bravo apart. But I just think with Erica, it is so fascinating to me that 
she is obviously a like different bird than um, how many would respond. But you cannot. I mean, I I don't know. You can be denial for the rest of your life if you wanted to. But if everyone in the world is asking you the same question, at what point does it become less of a shock? Which is like, do you? Not even did you know, which is not which is important, but not as interesting to me as like, did you benefit? But regardless of that, like, do you understand what he has done? Because her ability to continue to like do this PR campaign or whatever it is that does, as Sutton said, directly support his legal defense. Yeah. Do you have an under like we use the phrase plane crash victims uh, uh, family members of plane crash victims who've died and a literal burn victim. And at some point, apparently in her processing, that has become white noise, which is terrifying to me. But regardless, like, do you understand what he has done? Like, do you genuinely understand what he has done? Which is not about accepting culpability. It's not about asking if you knew. But like, do you understand this? Because I think she is refuting it. Like, I think she is which is different from refusing to acknowledge it. I don't know that she believes that he's done this stuff. Ooh, that's. But like, Dash, oh, like, tell that me would your be re- like, what that would be thinking? really fast. Well, see, mine is is a little bit more uh, not darker, but a more like when you're mm. at a stature. We talk about all of these rich people and this kind of upper echelon and this uh, rarefied air that they all uh, live and breathe. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like uh, I was talking with somebody about Epstein and, and Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, Ooh, and, that's and I was talking about like up. you know, so Great. she goes on trial Great next example. month or something, right? Oh, and, does like, she? I believe she does. Oh, okay. Interesting. And interesting. The thing is, I'm like, well, you know, if you read some of Jeffrey Epstein's things, remember, he doesn't think he's, you know, he, you know, he doesn't uh, view American law of like, well, I think I don't think having sex with a 14 year old is wrong. Like, you know, that thought, like, so Mm -hmm. imagine having that thought process. Well, like, well, that's an American thing. That's an American thing. And I think Erica Jane in certain ways has this. Well, all rich people steal. Well, all rich people do this. And I really do think she's like, well, all like Dorita, it's going to be you one day. And Kyle, it's going to be you one day. Mauricio's going to fuck up somewhere along the Like, I think she and, I, and to me, I even started thinking about that. And I say this all the time on the podcast. I started thinking, is there any real money out there or is it mm. just people stealing from other people? And it's like these things that are designed to protect us, like the law, mm-hmm. like law enforcement. And those are the people that end up working against us because we're not the rich ones, because we don't have the money to pay them off and stuff like that. So that's the frustrating thing is that these systems like law, we find out how easily they can crumble when money's involved. I mean, Tom was uh, openly uh, working with the the California Bar Association. I mean, like these are these are systems in place supposed to protect the little people. That's what he said in one of his quotes. I'm here to protect the little people. And he stole from all of us. Guys, here is one of my favorite parts of the show where we uh We do our ads, and we have two sponsors that have been with us before, and they are with us again. Our first one is Raycon, and uh, I actually have my Raycon earbuds with me right now. I've had them all vacation long, and they've been amazing on the beach. But, uh, you know, there's so much going on in the world, whether it's stuff you're excited about, which is a vacation with 
your parents <laughs> or, uh, or, you know, stuff that we're not so excited about, like, uh, going to work, go, going back into the office now after this insane pandemic. So you can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Uh, now I was actually just using my Raycon earbuds to listen to a podcast. I listened to a, uh, up first NPR podcast every day so I can feel smart. And then I listened to the new Sufian Stevens album on my Raycons. And I listened to uh, Big Red Machine, which is uh, the guy from Bon Iver. Anyways, I listened to a lot of stuff this week on my Raycons and they were amazing. Uh, so whether you choose to use them to pump up, wind down, work or work out, Raycons are now my go-to for the on-go audio. And the new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have this improved rubber oil look and feel. Uh, they really are. They're very sleek. Uh, it's not rough to the touch, and they fit into your ears perfectly. And they're optimized. Uh, these tips are optimized for the perfect in-ear fit. These are impressive before you even start listening. So you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. So you have pure mode, which is for podcast listening, this podcast, of course, blues, instrumental, etc. You have balanced mode, uh, also for podcast listening, rock, heavy rock, metal, and you have bass mode hip-hop, EDM, reggae, all that stuff. So there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. So this actually is a fun mode. So you can put it on and then I can eavesdrop, uh, you know, for all the people around the beach. This is The eavesdrop mode, the awareness mode is... Pretty much, I should tell my mom about this. She'll love it. So the Raycons uh, offer eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life. And there's also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. And we always talk about all these products. I love when they come with guarantees. So if you do not like them, if you are not satisfied, if you do not think what I am saying is true, you can return them. That's huge. So right now, So Bad It's Good listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash so bad. That's B-U-Y r-a-y-c-o-n.com slash so bad to save 15% on Raycons by raycon.com slash so bad. So that is the first one. And then the second one, this is awesome. Uh, I've talked about this. I talked about this last time when I was super sick, but it's simply safe. That's the, the, the company. And this is big news uh, from now. My favorite home security company, Simply Safe, just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that U.S. News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. So this brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. So I got a huge box of Simply Safe products. I talked about this last time. Uh, and I had also talked about uh, I live in a house, but we have these three houses attached to it right off Melrose in Los Angeles. And it is, uh, you know, it's gotten a lot more 
uh, crime-filled in the last two years, but um, uh, we had this new lady move in uh, in the backyard area, and somebody tried to kick her door in late at night, and it scared the hell out of her. It would scare the hell out of any of us. So I was able to set this up, and now we have a home security system in the backyard area. Uh, we can all log in, we can all see what's going on, and it just kind of gives that extra safety precaution that makes us feel a little bit better. So it has an ultra-wide 140-degree field of view, so you can keep watch over your entire yard. It has 1080p HD resolution with an 8x zoom. Like, my God, I'll probably end up filming some kind of like student film with this thing. That means you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision, so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It is super simple to set up, and usually it just takes minutes. And it has an easy-to-remove rechargeable battery, so it doesn't need an outlet, and it can go anywhere on your property. This camera has it all, and it integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, every window, every room, they are protected, and now your property will be too. So to learn more about this exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com slash so bad. And that's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash so bad. And what's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash so bad. Uh, so please go check out these things. Even just go to the website, see if it is of use to you. They support the pod, so we want to support them. So uh, without further ado, back for the remaining portion. You know, like we are the little people and they all do it. It's not. And I think Erica and her head of like, well, we all do it. Tom just got caught. And I think like the thing, thing with like Jeffrey Epstein, like, oh, well, you can uh, throw me in jail. You can do whatever you want, but I'm not like guilty by whose standards. Oh, America's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you can buy proximity to power. What helped Jeffrey Epstein and what gave him camouflage was donating large sums of money yes. to Harvard and like the plane points with Bill Clinton. Tom did the same. Tom did the same. Sh I have the awards. I bought them. They're in my, you know, like I oh, bought all you? his trophies. Yo, yeah. Did you see all the paintings Wait, and first like, off, trophies? What are you I drinking? Have? I'll, gi oh I'll God, give you one for. Oh, just a oh, okay. like right. some wine. Yeah. Do you want? Uh, I'll oh, give you please. like a Tom Girardi. I have like oh four. God, I have like Ryan, forty of them the... now. Like, well, there was like a gra there was a Grab grab. Back? There was like a a grab like a mystery box, and it was like <gasps> seventy five bucks. Of it? And me and my friend Megan returned. Well, yeah, we bid on it. And it was like it was that was the one that had Erica Jane's like <gasps> childhood photos, and we we got get. No, don't worry. We got. We're getting them back. Oh, here. I wasn't worried about uh, that. I, I was like, want, you got shit. Oh, I don't oh, give I a shit. Didn't, well, Oh my god! No, because I know I didn't. I, I, that, that was that was creepy. I mean, it was all creepy, but like, but like, there was one, there was okay. one frame photo, a little girl that uh, had a sign, uh, okay. a hand drawn sign that says "I love Girardi Keys," 
And I'm like, is this one of the fucking orphans? Is this one of the, you know what I'm saying? But that's how sick it is. They, they have these like things in really nice frames about all of this good work they did. And by the way, that's another thing that Erica, we see in the second to last episode of her saying he did help so many people and her and her thing. That's another thing like, well, or, or I was watching the impeachment, oh, so the Bill good. Clinton story. I was thinking about the, okay, so it is good, but the thing is Bill Clinton. So, okay. Done so many great things. Right. But at the core of that, kind of ruined a young girl's life really ruined. I mean, really messed up. Like, I mean, something, if this was your sister, if this was your, you know, like you, you know, you would be crushed. You would want to kill this man because of what he did to your sister, you know? And I mean, women, no, 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 it's like, it's no, no, no. This is great. And it's also the, the idea of women or victims or, um, the power structure by way of a form of currency, like bill in the most recent, episode of impeachment said something along along the lines of like well look there are women in my cabinet i love women so regardless of what happened with monica yes, what yeah, happened yeah. with whomever else because there are so many pending lawsuits at that point regardless of what happened with these other women look on the other hand i'm doing all of this good stuff doesn't that matter more We'll think about and how we rationalize our behavior yeah. to ourselves. That's the other thing. It's like not even just how other people look at us, but like when I've done wrong things, mm-hmm. I've rationalized it or I go, okay, what I was thinking was this or what I was thinking because, you know, you do have to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror. You know, you do have to. And I don't know. So it, it is very interesting. Um, and this is an interview tactic Ooh. I always like uh, that I, yes. I'm going to use right now is when you met with Crystal, she did admit that Erica Jane <laughs> is guilty, correct? No, I um, I had some I had some questions for her about something. Oh, I had a, a series of questions for her about some other stuff that doesn't it does not very specific about something unrelated to uh, to Erica that I wanted to uh, discuss with her. Uh, but um, but she told you in the reunion that she came off looking really bad, right? I don't Erica. remember. To, I honestly, those I'm not even fucking with you. The <laughs> I'm, I'm messing with hit you, Sarah. Me, and then I Sarah, was I'm like, let's talk about yeah, this other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I was talking to her. I was telling her like dating. Sh- I was like, well, let's talk about this time that I blah blah blah. Da, 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 da. Um, but she told you Lisa smells like uh, men's deodorant. Right? That's how we began. That's how okay. We began. For, I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. But just you know, to make like sure. with the Tom of it all. The additional layer on on this foundation of like you can buy whatever you want, including protection, including PR, is the ways that he used housewives to support the idea that he was a fucking angel. Like he was presented as a royal cameo, you know, at at his odd, you know, elder seeming mansion that like very much the diametrical opposite of the narrative Erica was presenting. And yet that is where she literally lived. But um, he was presenting and in conversation with Dorit and whatever else that he was doing the Lord's work and he was helping people exactly all those quotes that you, you know, just mentioned a few moments ago. And it's, you know, there is the idea of grappling with that, of, of the manipulation, just even of the show, like how many people who were in a position where they were seeking help heard about this person because of Aaron Brockovich, because of the awards, because of the press, and maybe because of Oh, that's of all we heard. This is the guy. Maybe Housewives played a role in positioning him in that way, regardless of who knew. You know, and that's, it sucks. Well, now we found out, and I was thinking about this, of just different excuses or different angles you could take, is that, you know, we do know that Erica 
you know, even though those American Express bills, mm. you know, $14 million mm-hmm. in American Express bills that all went towards her people, her, I mean, she was paying, they were paying Billboard magazine to put her on the cover, you know, like there was like wild charges mm-hmm. on those Amex bills. Now that is all Tom Girardi's money. I is mean, there any uh, excuse? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, funneled. Is there any excuse or playing of like, baby, I did it for you. I loved you, baby. You're just an expensive lady. Come on. Like, is there any play in the, or is there any kind of shared responsibility of this is what you wanted? I tried to make your dream come true. Is that ever an angle I mean, that could be taken? According to one of his former ex-wives, he was doing the same fucking shit with her and with and with forensic accounting and the fact that something wasn't adding up. I think he just incredibly escalated it when he got with Erica. And then when when Erica joined Housewives, it was a very different world. Then it got yeah, an overdrive. Yeah, because if you look at those early music videos versus what she was doing now, I mean, it was very apparent that they were funneling. It's very, very can- campy. The early ones were Candace, oh. <laughs> Candace yes, style 10K, from 10K Potomac. Max. Um, but there is, I mean, I'm sure it might have been, honestly, it could have been a similar-ish budget, but certainly not, I'm sure it was, you know, inflated, but certainly not at the level of the stuff she's doing now. But even her makeup, like we said, her her makeup completely changed, her her style completely changed, and I thought that was fascinating. Wouldn't it be funny if we find out that Tom's all ex-wives were all other, like, gay (laughs) nightclub performers that just never had the success of Erica Jane? It was like, Cindy, Cindy's at the Abbey this weekend you know um uh we uh, another big thing of the re the trailer is that and i think i hope this feels good for him is that we we got a lot of mm. andy you did good andy it looks like you did good it looks like you held her feet to the fire what are your thoughts on this because i even gotta say i was starting to get into the camp of andy's not prepping for these reunions it doesn't seem like it seems like he's kind of just and by the way i would do that too it's like a job where you clock in and you're like i have to hear it seven Mm -hmm. seven ladies yell at me all day what did you think of uh what you saw the brief moments on on the uh i mean it's an interesting position to think of andy no longer in the you know he used to juggle two jobs for a very long period i mean now he has a ton of jobs but from the position of being an executive in the C-suite in the way that he used to be, which is different from his producer role at Housewives and his role as talent. And you could argue that could potentially give him more freedom or, um, or, you know, pivot the responsibility elsewhere. But because he's the face of the network and because we've seen him go very hard at people for arguably a lot less, I think that there was a sense of tension around what is he going to do that Sutton couldn't do better? Like, what is he going to do that Sutton hasn't already done? And the edit for that trailer, which was unbelievably good, so, so good. Hats good. off. Oh, Hats off to who's doing God. that. Yeah. I started watching it and I was like, is this a trailer? It feels like a bonus scene. And I'm like, oh my God, they tricked me. <laughs> and the, and by the way, the music. Like it was like Terminator I mean, almost. The wink and nod to the Lion King at the start. Someone posted, I think it was. Christine, Christine, I I posted it on my thing, but Christine, uh, yeah, Bianca Villa. And I thought it was, yeah, she was like hats off to Rob Minkoff for like inspiring this, but, um, which was so smart. Uh, and she did a screenshot of the beginning of the Lion King, the beginning of the trailer. But then I think also Bravo bone collector or somebody, and I forget it truly, I truly forget which account it was, was like, oh my God, they're using the music from inception. Like it's, it was just so, I don't think it it literally was, but 
spiritually, it was a cousin. But I'm telling you, I... But it really was intense music where I was like, holy moly. Yeah, and it was also just honestly so well done. But the edit was very generous to Andy. And I understand why. Because, like, the stakes feel pretty high there when it comes to how he's going to handle this. And also, Erica is in the most generous way, very sensitive about being asked certain questions. So it will be interesting to see if there is a true volley because the, you know, the ways that the edit is done, I don't, you know, and I do think that there's like an entire arc about Erica and I'm sure it comes in and out at certain points, but I'm, Especially with four parts, you know? I'm curious as to see how that will play out in as close to real time as we can imagine within the confines of what will be a heavily edited performance, shall we say. But I I couldn't be happier with with what it looks like, with what it looks like. Now, now if you were a betting woman, um, what would you think, you know, since it is four parts, you have all of these Mm storylines to cover what do you open with on the, the first reunion? What do you open with? Do you open with something like, like, Garcelle, you tried your hand at love this season. What was that? You know, like, or, or do you have to go a little harder? Do you have to go, do you have to start with Sutton Crystal and uh, the comments that were made in the first episodes? You can't start with Erica, right? Or do you start with a little piece of Erica? Like, what would you do as a producer? It just seems like there was so much this yeah, season, Yeah, I think you I know? would probably have some sort of chum, like some sort of like one-off comment and then some sort of chum just in the sense of like dangling a little bit of something relating to Erica but I also don't know because it's it seems like it would be incredibly tense and also factoring in the in the idea that I I don't know we're all in our bubbles but I think the vast majority of the audience is on Sutton's side so there's the tension of that and of knowing what's to come and also the fact that they have these women, explain this to me, these women squeezed onto these couches so tightly. It looked, a li- I think that was purpose. It had did, to have been purposeful. Did you, wait, did you read that? Did you read that LA Times article with Sutton Garcelle and uh, Crystal. Um, uh, Crystal today? And they said, they talked about being so close on the couch that uh, Sutton and Crystal had uh, hip issues yeah. afterwards because they were like swiveling too much. But I mean, that is like you think that was like on purpose to build the tension it between had the to ladies have been as well. They didn't comfortably fit, but I, I loved love that. it. I was like, yeah, pack them in like sardines. Wouldn't it be funny if the air goes? They they start questioning Erica. The air oh goes out. Like you just start I seeing mean, sweat. Like would love it. Would love it. Um. So um uh, the other thing too is um. By the way, this has gone so fast. We're almost like 50 minutes in and and it it feels like nothing, which is I'm so happy that I get to talk to you again this week. But uh, um, is somebody there right now? Are you? My hair. I'm just like with a hair. I have have to play with things in my hands. I'm one of those people like, wait, I'm on a phone call. You have an artistic process. I'm doodling. It's like a, I, I don't know. Guys, look at look for this at the live <laughs> show on October seventeenth. If she's if she's fiddling with some, she's by the way, if she's drawing the audience like a, <laughs> a sketch while she's talking, you know. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the thing is, this season, besides Erica, like I mean, were you as intrigued as I was? And I, I mean, 
a lot of people I was reading, I thought it was such a fabulous season in so many ways and also a season that really mirrored where we are in society right now. It was so tension filled. And so and I just thought on the heels or like still dealing with a pandemic, I thought it was really like shining a light on a, where, where a lot of us feel and we're just mm. so amped up. But what else is doing it for you in terms of Bravo right now? Because there are these other shows where, you know, you have Potomac and Salt Lake on Sunday night, like back to back. I think they're both mm. having banger seasons. And it's like, you know, the the theory keeps being thrown out that like they're aired on the same night and I wish they wouldn't because it's almost too much. And, uh, you know, which is so funny. We ask for all these things and then we complain when we get them. And I'm like, I don't care. Put it on your DVR. Watch it the next day. I don't know. But like, what are you liking right now? And And did you like... Beverly I mean, Hills as much I as I do. I think this is one of the best seasons of any franchise of all time. I cannot stop talking about it. I refuse to. I don't yeah. care when the reunion ends. I'm going to be talking about this for like the six, the next six to nine years. Like I, I'm going to be talking about this season when next season is airing, which I think will be equally yeah. good. Grandma, Grandma <laughs> Galley, will you tell me about the PK and Dorit stuff? Yeah. But that's how it's going to go. And I mean, I apologies to, you know, in Potomac's having a great season, Salt Lake City is going to be absolutely insane because Salt Lake City also has the humor that one could argue Beverly Hills so often lacks. Like, I don't think of the women on Beverly Hills as particularly funny, even though some of them do have a wit. Um, and there is an argument of like, what would Beverly Hills have been like if this hadn't happened with Erica Jane? And my reasoning with that is like, well, it's like sliding doors. We'll never know. Like, you can't say without Erica Jane, there's nothing because this Erica Jane thing is so explosive. It takes out all the air in the room. But if it hadn't happened, something else would have. I still think it would have been a great season because the cast is so good. And we'll never know. Like, it's you can't say what would it be like without. I mean, you absolutely can. You have every right to, but. Uh, and oh, I will. Um, <laughs> I'll say what I want, Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, you know, when I think of what remains and what we're going to be looking at, God forbid, um, Beverly Hills actually does uh, end, which they are threatening to do um, after this four part reunion. They are threatening to not give me new episodes every week for a period of time. Oh my God, Sarah! I totally misunderstood you. I thought no, no. I thought you said. I thought you said that they really. I'm like, wait, they're they're going in the series. I I, I was like, what? Phone with Erica, and she was like, I am going to reveal all the. I'm not. I'm not going to do it, Sarah. I refuse to do it. She's asking for a check, and we just need to do a little bit of a quick fundraise. Um, you know, but after Beverly Hills, I mean, there is something about Salt Lake City. That is just these couple episodes that we've gotten. I mean, Angie is a dream. Like, it's wonderful. Well, it really is. I I, I, I want to do a full recap of this for you guys because I took notes today just almost for fun. I was going to do a Patreon mm-hmm. or something. But it was really so rich in so many different ways. And Angie, the, the new lady that's related to Whitney but also friends with Lisa. But there's so many interesting things. You know, of course, you had that situation with Lisa and the caterers maybe. And a lot of stuff has come out today mm-hmm. from those caterers. And But regardless, I will say Lisa's attitude and behavior, though, is so interesting of like, I don't like being called out. I don't know. Get out of here, Whitney. Like the way she's no wonder she gets along with Jen. She's like a mini Jen Shaw in some ways, you know, like she really behaves sometimes abhorrently, but just in a better way than Jen Shaw does it. 
But it is saying that it is still the same, like, I'm out of here. How dare you get out of like, it's just in a better packaged way than Jen Shaw. Like on the ice, Jen, like the, it still confuses me why Lisa was going after Jen and all that, because Jen <sighs> takes things to a, a, a le- level hundred that it doesn't need to go at all times. And, and here's the deal. She is that she is of that person of like, I will yell louder when mm-hmm. I'm wrong. I will out yell you. And that will make me right when she is wrong. Like she is wrong. Half of the time she does this, but she exhausts you. It's like, she's trying to combine every housewife in the book into one person. You know, yeah, I don't know that I agree that Lisa is like, as acts out in the ways that Jen does. But <laughs> well, it was good talking to you. If you can go see the show, it's October 17th. Uh, um, Andy's girl. No, I think she was genuinely shocked that this person that she had introduced to, to the show was like already messing with her on at the very first event. I think that there was a level of like, I don't like the narrative that you're presenting on camera and I'm upset about it because it doesn't make sense to me. And as the caterers have said on social since, like it doesn't make sense, but it still is magnificent television. But when it comes to Lisa and Jen, it's such an interesting dynamic because, you know, Heather has this odd uh, support and defense of Jen by being like, yeah, what she has done is terrible, but you know, she's my friend. So, but I don't, right, I, stand I stand by, by my, my friends, friends and yeah. I like when I'm friends with terrible people. But with Lisa, I just think from a business perspective, someone who has her minor children making body wash and shampoo, she's very focused on business. She says, you know, I hang out with loved ones. The best way to connect with me is like through business so often, which, you know, you know, kudos to her. But when it, I mean, or, for Taco, real, or in yeah. line somewhere else to then get a supersized Coke. But um, <laughs> with with Lisa, I just kind of wonder, because she is so focused on business, how she is going to handle all of this stuff with Jen. Because, you know, there has been this release of information, not to tie it back to Beverly Hills, but of Camille saying that Kyle, which Lisa Vanderbilt was got that Kyle did the, oh, re- yeah, did the reveal rumor. at Andy's baby shower that she was the one that said that there was some sh- stuff coming out about Tom and blah, blah, blah. And I just wonder with Lisa, if Heather went on Watch What Happens and said, I knew that what Jen was doing was unsavory. I didn't know it was illegal, but I knew that it wasn't, let's say, good. I wonder from Lisa's perspective, how much of her defense of Jen is because of the role that she has carved out for herself on the show is because she believes her and how is her level of shock going to go as someone who is very well um, equipped to handle and talk business strategy when it turns out that what Jen was doing was like way worse than unsavory you know like how does that relationship work is it just being happening for the show is it is there something else I do think we do actually see that turn too with Mm. Lisa and Jen from what the preview says it looks like there is a turn from Lisa from what I mean that could just be like a a, you know that's the thing is like there's some stuff from that trailer where I'm like I don't know that she's talking about Jen I think she might be talking about Mary with the church stuff but isn't it interesting though? Like I'm almost kind of like not. I I, I would. I wish Beverly Hills did go mm. on forever. Like I, mm. it truly will be a, a death when it ends. But at the same time, 
it will kind of, the only nice thing is yes. that then I can really, when Salt Lake gets really good, I can really focus. Because right now, also, the other thing is like, people are like, oh, well, we're, we're going ahead, right mm-hmm. over to the criminal trial of Jen Shaw. We're going to focus on that. But at the same time, there is something where there's almost, um, I was thinking about this earlier, that with the Erica Jane stuff, there's this kind of... Um, uh, you know, there, there's almost a, like, she's earned it. Like she's eight seasons in. So, you know, it really makes this criminal activity and the mm-hmm. potential of criminal activity. It gives it like gravitas where Jen Shaw, your second season, <laughs> babe, come on. Like we're supposed to care about, you know, like it is like this silly thing. Like I'm still fascinated and excited. Can't, you know, can't wait to see more about the arrest. But at the same time, the Erica Jane thing means so much more because we've been so many more seasons with Erica Jane. It really means so much more because we've seen all of these relationships. We've only had one season with Jen Shaw. You know what I'm saying? It just we do have so much more uh, information on on Erica Jane to pile through to talk about character motivation. Yeah, you know? and with Erica, she's always been very controlled and seemingly cold, a little cold, and then has these explosions of inherently cold and then has these explosions of anger that we've seen against Eileen against whomever else and Jen is just only explosion she's all anger she's incredibly uh, defensive she self-victimizes and then screams that she's the victim she equates her own poor behavior with being harmed by her own poor behavior and that's why she's equal with Brooks like there's a lot of stuff that she does that changes this in a way that sort of takes away the nuance from it because she's always been performative so her career being a a legal performance is not necessarily it's obviously a huge shock I was could not have anticipated this but it's not she is not a controlled person so watching her refuse to maintain any kind of control in light of what she's up against when she has been charged as Erica has not is fascinating it is like not whiplash but it's going to be a very different experience well like it would almost be more shocking if jen shaw flipped the other script and went silent of like i don't want to talk today i'm just I'm just, I uh, just want to be quiet. Like, wouldn't, I mean, that would be chilling almost, you know? Like, it's just her keeping on, keeping on is like, it's wild to see these egos and how they, they interact when the heat's yeah, on look them, you know? Who is helping chill her is her chief stew, her number one assistant, <laughs> who we know in real yes, time dude. is like probably turning on her so that he can avoid significant, maybe jail time or whatever else, significant punishment or whatever however you want to phrase that um i think punishment is like pretty literal but um you know it's fascinating to see the ways that she as like a tantrum or in the frame of a tantrum attempts to calm herself a little bit but the person that she depends on to do that work is also allegedly her co-conspirator i mean we will never see this again this will never happen again in the ways that we're watching it now but 
even think about this. Sh- the show is so fascinating because two episodes ago they were on the ice. Stuart fell for her on the ice. Um, uh, you know, oh. like literally taking the fall. This past episode, uh, Stu was about to pick up dog <laughs> shit for her, picking up your shit. Like, I'm like, oh my God, you're hitting it over the head with this symbolism here. Uh, finally, as I start to, I, I do need to let you go because uh, we have, but I do, this is going to be a big one. This is, you might not even want to, we might even like, continued. maybe I ask you, we, we start. We're doing well, a pod maybe swap. We, okay, because, tell me. Because Candace is at it again. And it's starting to, Candace from Potomac. From Potomac. I didn't know who you were talking about, so thank you so much. Well, you look confused, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. for impact. Um, Well, no, it's just that, so we saw her get, we saw her almost do a very similar thing with the Monique of like, Yo, you budget hoe uh, with your big feet and your, like, pimp and all this stuff. Like, going hard at the mouth. And Mia throws a handful of salad Mm -hmm. at her in this past episode. And then it's like a Mm to-be-continued kind of thing. But it's already started people on both sides of the aisle of, like... Well, this is what happens. The same thing is going to happen again. She has not learned shit. Da, da, da. And then then that gets the other side going of like, that doesn't mean you ever hit or get physical with anybody. Like, uh, I don't know if you want to answer this now or on yours, but where do you fall on this great debate? Um, because my thing is, I've always said this and I've, I've is the Monique thing was like. I just always go back to what my mom said. She didn't say it this crowd, but she said, if you run your mouth, eventually someone's going to shut it for you. She's not wrong. Uh, but, 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 but here's the deal. I'm not saying that, that forgives it. I'm just saying my mom always said, you never know who you're going to deal with in the real world. You never know what psychological problem somebody else has. So if you are going to run your mouth, just remember Depending on who you are interact with, somebody might shut it for you. Be warned. And that doesn't excuse it. Like that, I'm not saying like Monique, like it was excused for doing that, but I will say if you give people motivation and they're psychologically messed up, things are going to happen to you. And I think that's the one part that I just can't wrap my mind around like we're, we're still seeing similar behavior and people are like, well, she it's because this was said to her and this was said to her. But I'm like, wait a sec, but I don't know. It's something that I keep thinking about, but it's like it just gave me flashbacks of the Monique situation again and her going so hard at somebody. uh, I mean, I don't know about psychological issues, but I do know that everyone has triggers and you don't know what a person's trigger is necessarily until you cross it or step on it or, um, you know, whatever that is. And there is a genuine conversation about the fact that Candace always goes too far and has no interest. She has zero interest and makes light of the fact that she does it and takes no responsibility. And it's a bad look. I mean, I was listening to yeah. one of my favorite pods. I don't listen to Bravo pods. I don't think you do either. So bad um, it's good? Obviously, obviously. Oh. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Las Culturistas, <laughs> and they were talking about the fact that, you know, they have stand really hard for Candace because she's had an incredible season, but it's incredibly difficult to talk about Candace without addressing the fact that she is constantly going for the lowest possible level and she does it over and over again. And then she excuses it or gaslights the person by saying, when I said these things, I didn't mean them in the way that everyone heard them, that I repeated to say to make sure that you understood that I was saying this thing that you heard me say. And it's unfortunate because she, you know, um, what's the phrase that we always say, like respect your villains. And she 
has villain-esque behavior on Potomac, and yet I also feel a lot of empathy for her. And I think she's really interesting. I also think that the damage that happened in her relationship with her mother has thrown off her scale, that she thinks it's appropriate to go for the lowest possible insult because that is what was done to her. And she's either repeating history or she's building upon it or going lower than ever before. And there will always be a reason for it. And I still don't have an understanding if she knew about Mia's mom, but regardless, um, when she found out about it, she still went yeah. harder. She did find out about Mia's mom and she still went. But my thing is, Candace, you're right, is an amazing character. Like all of the stuff with her singing yeah. and how hard she works and all of this stuff. She is so like, and it's different than Rena, where I can very much mm-hmm. easily dislike Rena and I don't see a lot of redeeming mm-hmm. qualities for myself, in my opinion. But with Candace, I'm like, there's so many redeeming qualities. She's so entertaining, so funny. So, but when she gets to that side of things, I'm like, to me, I just like, at, at a certain point, I was saying grav- gravitas of like, at what point do you go like, I am a queen. I am regal. I am so, like, I am, um, uh, you know, fitting more into my own skin and and the confidence level of that. And I'm like, you can do so much, yet you still go this way. You know, that to me is just the trigger that I would think you would work with in therapy. And and one of my curiosities is, does she still really even do she therapy? Might not, you I know? don't think she, I don't think it's a confidence issue. I think she looks at this as an asset. How smart am I? I'm quick with my words. Andy tells her you're a disaster on Twitter. And she's like, whatever her, you know, smart ass response was. She doesn't, this is not, this is a value that she brings, that she is smart enough and she will do what no one else does. She will go lower than anyone else and good for her. And she has decided that that is the not only suit of armor, but the power that she brings. And it's I am so helped by the fact that her cast members, including Giselle, are like, you suck with this, the ways that you're doing this. This isn't something to be proud of. It's it is too far. It is regardless of what is going to happen as a result of it, which is a very real conversation of how people react when triggered, it can resolve it. You know, as you said, nobody deserves to be touched without their consent and physical harm and all that. But also you are behaving in a way that could be perceived as dangerous because you are being provocative to the point of, explosive reactivity you are taunting people into responding in a way that you may not enjoy and you're either doing it because you think something will happen to them with their role on the show or you're doing it because you feel invincible or you're doing it because you just want to because this is the kind of person you are and it just sucks because she is triggering All of the people who are watching the show, which she refuses to acknowledge, (laughs) she's triggering people who deal with body dysmorphia, people who deal with disordered eating, new mothers, people who are dealing with... I have huge feet. Huge feet. And I'm proud of them. Not really. Fine. I don't don't think of my feet. (laughs) I don't think insulting someone and making fun of the fact that they have big feet. Who cares? Like, you're so smart. Pull another phrase from your book. Like, don't, it is a sign of something, of of um, maliciousness. The fact that she was body shaming a new mother and talking about breastfeeding and saying these things that have very uh, ugly 
historical connotations when it comes to Ashley's relationship with Michael, seemingly to forget, seeming to forget that Candace herself is in an interracial, interracial relationship. Sorry, it's literally 140 in the morning. Interracial. And, no, no, and we're, I'm we're almost Rushley, done. But just to say, my it's like talk soup in my brain. Um, yeah. She is either defending against a womb that she is expecting to receive or just doing this because it makes her feel good to make people feel especially bad. And it just sucks that she can't take one moment and say, I regret doing that. It's just a sign of deep emotional immaturity. And I don't know how therapy could help her if her mom weaponized it against her childhood by telling her you acted out. So now I'm going to diagnose you with all this shit. But I don't know. I don't know what to do with a problem like Candace, but I know that Candace doesn't think her problems are are ones. You know, like it's just it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But also she's in so many ways great on the show. It just thank God it was just lettuce, you know, and not something else. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens yeah. in this next episode. But um uh but it really does like that. I mean, we, we talked about three great shows, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake, Potomac, and uh I just I, I feel really thankful that we do have such uh, great seasons of all of these shows. And also uh, just a, a great conversation always with you, Sarah. I mean, honestly, I, I thank you so much for doing this. It's been a second since I've just talked to uh, another podcaster. That's, that's a broad, you know, like it's just, uh, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's so good to actually go over these ideas. It's very exciting. I can't wait to watch all four episodes. Uh, I would even say five now, even though I'm just bummed that we have to wait a month. That's the thing. We're going to do eat. It's like, it just, it charges us up too much. And I just, I want to relax yeah, no, for a we're second. We're going to be fully gassed up. It's, I mean, all that Mary okay, Cosby perfect, gas yeah. that you referenced. Yeah. We're full circle with this episode. <laughs> toot, toot, toot. I've been toot. Um, uh, so guys, Andy's girls live show. October 17th. I'm going to put all the information on the show description. And of course, I'll throw the slide up as we get closer uh, or I'll throw it up a couple times. Uh, so you it'll show you where to get tickets and all that stuff. But of course, you can find it on Sarah's Instagram, but I'll put it up on my stories as well. Go buy advanced tickets. Uh, but if you can't, you can buy them at the door, too. But it's always good to get advanced because you get a five dollar discount, um, you know, and then go listen to Andy's Girls this week. I know you guys already listened, but listen to it this week because I think I'm going to be on it. So that'll be a great part, too. And is there anything else? I'm I mean, I am happy to do a little bit of an almost giveaway to your listeners that the first person who signed yeah. into my DMs on Instagram at Dame Galley with the proof of purchase of buying a ticket to Andy's Girls Live on October 17th, which was a date scheduled in honor of BravoCon 2021. Rest in peace. The first person oh. that sends me a little, you know, uh, receipt of proof of yeah. whatever, I'm going to get you a free ticket to come as to bring a guest. Like, let's do do it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be me. <laughs> I hey, Sarah. Would love for uh, you to come. Uh, the show's not out I, yet, but it's, I I, I'm the first DM. I would love yeah. for it to be you. I would bring you on stage, guys. Somebody better DM her, or it's gonna be like nobody <laughs> listens to the show. We need to show her that people listen to the show. So somebody DM her. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta get yes, some baddies out there to, baddies. to the show. Um, and by the way, Maditza made the, the show, uh, uh, poster, which I know she was very, um, uh, excited about. So, uh, I think it looked awesome. Um, like I said, I'm going to put it up on my stories. Um, but really let's go pack this thing out because the better we can have this do, the more likely it'll be for her to do more. And then yes. for me to even do one down the line, this, you know, it's, a, it's a very small community and we got to all support each other. So please 
please go check this show out because you know it's going to be good. And it's like one of the best ways to spend an evening. Uh, of course, the first best way is in front of the TV, but this is like oh the second God. best Oh my God, and I'm way, just you know? saying, you know, 2021 is almost done. 2022, we should pair up, do some kind of... I'd love to do it. We meet I'm in right, the middle it, it, of the yeah, country because I mean, you're LA, I'm New York. So we meet in maybe... Vicky's favorite Kansas? Oklahoma. What is, what is <laughs> I don't know what we do, but I'm here for it. I would love to do it. On delays. Oh We're God. going to on delays and doing a live podcast at on delays. Whilst dancing. I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't. Oh my Woo-hoo! God. I would love it. Would love to. That's my, that's my, um, uh, new year's resolution. Farewell. Okay. New year's resolution. Okay. Sarah, I will talk to you later this week. You guys know what to do. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Batches.